Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. I'm excited today because we're talking about motivation. I'm Jennifer Jackson and here with my husband, Pastor Doyle, at the church next door. I'm glad you're here with me, too. We're talking about motivation. I know we all need it. We have to keep ourselves going and growing and motivated. So how can we do that in the Lord? Well, I think one of the things you and I have talked about a lot is you can't put motivation in a person, Uh. but you can find out what motivates a person, okay? And and the reason this is important, the reason we're talking about growth and spiritual growth at the beginning of the year is, you know, most of us, we want to grow spiritually, but we've kind of lived under this idea that it'll just happen because I'm living. And it doesn't. You know, you're you don't you don't get an education by it just happening. You have to show up and participate. You don't uh become healthy by it just happening. And and Maybe you made some New Year's resolutions, and a lot of them can be selfish, okay? Let's step away from a selfish approach to it, and let's think about, well, what does God want me to do in my life? That's all we're talking about this. And so today, we talk. We want to talk about the, just what motivates you. And in Scripture, it says that we're to spur one another on, uh, to not give up meeting together, and to encourage one another. This is all part of the Hebrews passage in in chapter 10, okay? And I think what happens is we forget our role and the relationship in being motivated. And I know that you are a people person, that you are an extrovert. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. I was I was excited this week because I was talking to some girls about, I had spoken at the church a few weeks ago, and I said, help me. I want to improve. I want to know what you're learning or what you're growing. And they said, well, you just motivated us to see that it's exciting, that our spiritual walk is exciting, that God is exciting, yeah. that growing in God is exciting. And sometimes we we forget. We forget that this is good. It, we have to remind ourselves or be reminded that God is good. He's faithful. And he, see, it is exciting to keep growing in the Lord. It is. And and I think what's what's important is, is that all of us, I, I know that you're an extrovert, okay? And I would be literally, when you take the test, I come off as an introvert, okay? Mm-hmm. You know that, but most people don't know that, okay? <laughs> chatty introvert. <laughs> well, but but people think that I'm an extrovert because I I'm called mm-hmm. to a position that puts me in front of people right. and with people all the time. And that's the cross that I carry, so to speak. Sure. I mean, that's I lay down my life for you um the the part that you have to lay down it, to grow is you have to say no, today I'm not going to be with people. I'm going to focus on, and then you you lean into that 
introverted stuff of spending time alone and uh, reading your Bible and writing and, 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 and that stuff. And you've learned to love that, right? I, I do like it. I do like it. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. So, but what I want, I want to... What I want to say is this, if you struggle like me with, man, I really don't have the energy to do people right now, you have to realize that that's not an option, that we're all relational. So what I want you to see is you will be motivated by relational life, relational ministry, even if you're an introvert, even if you gravitate towards that. When someone else looks at you and say, says, I need your help, that motivates you. When someone looks at you and says, um, I really needed to hear what you had to say at group this week. When we were at church and you prayed with me, it made a difference. That will motivate you to grow spiritually and be with one another. And that's what I want people to think. Well, it's one thing to spend time alone with the purpose of spending time with God, spending time preparing for your family, whether that's, you know, paying the bills or cooking or, you know, you're spending time alone because you you have a purpose, you're doing your job. But just to spend, want to spend all your time alone is selfish. It is selfish. Because if you're not with other people, there's no iron sharpens iron. You have to be with other people at a certain level or you're going to self implode. Well, and I want to say something else about that. When we're alone, we are in a greater danger of being deceived by the evil one, okay? Now, I'm not saying that groups don't always, sometimes the whole group can be taking you down a bad path, and we've seen that too. We've seen Mm -hmm. whole groups of Christians agree to something that's just ungodly, and because the whole group is going that direction, um, they go down a path, and that's not good either. But what I'm saying is, in general, uh, we know in nature, if you're left alone, you're more vulnerable, mm-hmm. that you are less likely to to survive. And that's why I think people need to to really think about this, that, that relationship is important and the other thing that we talked about this week in terms of motivation is that God has called us to encourage the gospel, the good news, to be evangelists, to share share the faith. And, you know, a lot of people, that should be our motivation. That should be our number one motivation uh, as a Christian to interact with other people and to share the gospel. Oh, yeah. I have a friend, Kelly, who's even more, way more extroverted than I am. And every, all over town, she meets people all over town, but a drive through window or whatever, a checkout at the counter, and she'll say, hey, have you heard the good news? And they're like, what? No. And she's like, well, God loves you, and Jesus died for you, and that is good news, and I want to share it with you today. And they're like, oh, okay. But she'll talk to them, and she's bold about it. And I think we have to get uh, an excitement and a yeah. boldness to be willing to say to anyone, you know, have you heard the good news? They That's haven't. Right. Well, in, a, in, the, in the New Testament, it, it wants us to have always on our minds a, a new word, a new testimony, even a song, it says. And and we need to think about it. We think, well, that's only when I'm gathered with my Christian friends. Okay, so when was the last time you personally sang a song to your Christian friends? Mm-hmm. Well, you aren't doing that either. We text okay. them back and forth to one another sometimes. Today, that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. You can share a song. You can take. You can be on YouTube and send it to somebody and see 
we're missing out on the opportunity that our technology and our generation has. We can share something on Instagram. We can watch someone else's Instagram feed, and then we can share it. Mm -hmm. The church needs to be more bold in its uh, evangelism, and that will help you grow. And and we just want to motivate you to do that. Text Text the gospel. Yeah, share it on social media. That's right. Send an email. Make a phone call. Talk to someone at the checkout. I mean, there's so many ways, but we need to invite people to church. Do you have a list of people that you are praying for to come to know the Lord right now? And I I regularly encourage the church next door. I say, guys, you need to have a list of six, eight, ten people that you keep in your Bible that you're praying for. It could be neighbors. Yes, it can be family members, but it needs to be some people that you really want to see come to know the Lord that you know that you have a relationship with. Because if right now, if you if you start sending them a text and just saying, hey, want to know how you're doing, and then you invite them to something, by Easter, you can you right now you have the shot of getting someone through the door at Easter if you begin working right now. That's right, because if you wait till Easter, they already have plans, or you wait, and it's not coming from the heart, it's coming from, hey, I want you to do something. But if you've checked on them all along, and then you ask them to do something or That's to come right. with you, it's more effective. We have to be intentional. What we're, what we're learning is this. It takes longer for us to lead someone to Christ right now oh, than it did sure. 10 years ago in, in our culture, because... They have a lot of layers to peel through before that can happen. And, you know, I believe that it's probably just the most important thing we can do right now is begin to share Christ with people and begin to love them and then disciple them. I, I think that that's... Well, That's and I just want to challenge you, take someone to coffee this week that maybe they did know the Lord or they, they you think they might know the Lord, but they're far from him. And just have, just begin to talk to them. Let them have a safe place to share. Yeah. And and I know this, this is one of the, this is the problem that a lot of people say, say, well, I, I can't, I can't share with somebody, you know, I, I don't want them to accuse me of being a hypocrite, you know, because I know I'm not perfect. Well, that's the whole point, you know. Don't hide behind the I can't do it because I'm a hypocrite until I get my life perfect. That's not realistic. What you do is you say, "Okay, what's the one area of my life I know to clean up then?" I mean, what's what is it you're really worried about them finding out about you? And and let's deal with that. But then you go you go to these people and you begin to share with them and along the way you say, "Well, this is the area I'm learning on right now. Is it, is it that uh, you're you're struggling with getting up to read your Bible? Is it that you're too busy? You're not. I don't know what it is that you're worried that they're going to see in you, but uh, you need to to go ahead and deal with that. You know, it's not it's not wrong for you to share your faith with people. You need to do that, and that's what they need. Well, that's one of the things I love about the radio. 
we need to realize every time you're listening to this show, every time you share even this show is a way of sharing your faith that we live in a free country where we still have the privilege and the honor every day of speaking boldly for Jesus, saying his name in the public square. And I challenge you to have that bold faith. And maybe it is that you just share your next step now.com. And to me, that's important. We, we need, I'm so thankful to live in a free country. Yeah. I'm, it's I, a gift. I, and I'm thankful for the people that have been willing to not be quiet. The people that are bold right now. That's how we're going to keep it. If we're quiet, we won't keep our freedom. Freedom is fragile and precious. Yeah. I I appreciate the people that run for school board that are Christians. I appreciate the people that are just regular day people. They work a job, and in their job, they are kind to people, and then they look for, well, can I pray for you? My mom and dad were the best example of that in my life to me, in that in their veterinary practice, they would uh, they used it as their pulpit for years. Back back when I was a kid, they kept cassette tapes on the counter of the office, and my dad had a little thing there that said "free." Uh, if you if you want a cassette tape uh, today, you and I we could. We can share every sermon our yeah. pastor has. You can share every one of our podcasts with somebody. You can, I mean, you literally have over 600 episodes of your next step that you can share with somebody right down to the topic that they need. We have so much information. And and what I'm saying is, is use your space. My dad, someone would bring in an animal, and he was talking to them about it their animal. He said, okay, well, why are we in here today? Well, I just need to get the regular shots, Dr. Jackson. He said, great. So your dog is doing good. How are you doing? And my dad would ask people how they were doing. And then he would say, is it okay if we pray right here, right now and see what God will do? And then of course, my dad, he's even bolder than that. He'll go out and say, well, I want you to listen to this cassette. And um, I want to know you know, if you'll listen to this cassette, see what the Word of God says about your marriage. And he would always have something that he would give them to help them grow spiritually. And then they would check back on them. And that's what you and I've got to do. It's yes. not wrong if you believe that they they need heaven. I had a, a school teacher in seventh grade who every morning wrote a different Bible verse on the chalkboard. And I was telling a teacher that came to visit the church about that story. And she said, well, we're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to share our faith. And I said, well, what if you wrote a Bible verse on the chalkboard every morning and you just didn't put the reference? That's There's, right. You, d- you don't have to put the reference. But I said, you know, there are ways that you can be bold. Well, but if As you mix teacher. in if you mix in other positive statements too, and and you can quote Christians and and put them up there, but you don't you you just you sandwich it in. There's lots of great ways. But this is what I want you to see: approach serving God optimistically. So think about it this way: Is there someone in your life that you know needs God? They're in a hard place, a dark place. I want you to paint a picture in your mind of what it would look like if they gave their life to Jesus and begin to see where they are now and where you're imagining and pray them into that position. So let's say you know someone 
who is addicted to alcohol begin to look what their life would be like if they weren't on alcohol anymore and begin to pray that through. Lord, I just thank you that my friend, and you name them off, okay, that they 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 have extra money because they haven't spent all their money on alcohol. They're treating their wife kindly. God, I thank you that all that's going to begin to pray that into them and, and see what God would do. Yeah, it says in Jeremiah uh, 1 that you, you tear down, you uproot, you overthrow, and then you build and you plant. And I think that's a great way to pray, isn't it? Identify the problem. That's right. And just pray it out of their life. Well, it's it's what I call the vision prayer. You know, what what is the vision of God for that life? And God's vision is that, that people wouldn't be addicted to marijuana. It, God's vision for people's life is that they would have happy marriages. God's vision for their life is that their family would be in unity and, and begin to, to pray that and say, God, I, I know that my family hasn't been perfect, but I thank you that it's a lot better today because of you, you know? Don't don't keep knocking yourself for, and just pray them pray them into that position. I I just believe that if we will do that, if we would, and if you are if you're married, then you as a husband and a wife begin to take that list of names and pray them into that. That motivates me. It motivates me when Jennifer and I pray together. You know, yeah. and you know, recently we de- we determined. You know, we tend to read our Bible in the morning, and then we run through the day, and we're exhausted. And we said, no, every night before we go to bed, we're going to read a passage of Scripture, and I'll read something else, uh, an encouraging uh, story. I've got a, a book of stories I keep by the bed just to keep me encouraged by what happens when God does things in people's lives. And we read that, and we sleep so much better. Isn't that fair? Oh, Absolutely. And 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 it it makes you feel refreshed. And if you struggle with sleep at night, it could be because you're watching the news before you go to bed. That won't help you, you no. know. But if you read the the Psalms and Proverbs where it talks about God gives you rest and peace, it'll transform your life. I think it's better to check in on the news during the the middle of the day and to choose where you want to find your news source and check in on it for ten minutes, twenty minutes. And then move on 15 minutes. Because the news is going to change as the day goes by because they're looking for things to to, to grab your attention. They've now, they're they're committed to trying to steal your time and and get your attention because that's how they sell ads. That's what you and I have to understand. That's the way they make their money. Well, I, I love this verse in Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. And we have to think about that. A kind word before you go to bed is the word of God. Yeah. Read the word of God right before bed. A kind word to one another. Uh, you know, if you're constantly watching the news before bed, you're going to be riddled with anxiety. Well, this is why I think this is important. What we've had to learn is that if we want to be motivated, if we want to have energy, if we want to have life, we have to we have to eat and live healthy, and we have to have our rest. And sleep is important. And and so God wants us to have sleep. He is the one that gives us sleep. I want to give you another scripture, okay? Because it's it's right here. It's from this lesson. Philippians 2, 1 through 3. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, 
If any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. See, if you'll be motivated by the fact that, you know, there are people around me that need me, if you will be humble and say, you know what, I could be that person that prays for this person. I can take a place that will make a difference in their life. And, um, you know, I love, we've got some wonderful people of prayer in the church, and I love that that story you gave me this week of the, of the woman that mm. went around to each of her neighbors and just gave them a little gift and said, is there anything I can be praying for you? I mean, what a beautiful picture to choose 12 neighbors and to go around and be praying for them. And and this woman is uh, beyond retired. She's a widow, and she's just she trusts God every day for her life. But she said, you know what? My neighbors need me to pray for them. And you can do that for your community. Well, the one story I loved was the neighbor that had no flowers outside her little tiny patio. It was just like a little block of mulch. And she went and planted her a winter a little winter tree. That was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. See, you and I, we have the ability, if we will, if we will evaluate what motivates me, and, and what will motivate you is there are people in your life that you would love to see God uh, transform their situation. I mean, every one of us have somebody we want to see their life mm-hmm. turned around. And see, that's what the Scripture invites us to. That's why evangelism is so important. And I think that if you believe that these are the last days, mm-hmm. there is, there's no question that you and I need to be about this. Most Christians I talk to, most Christians I talk to are convinced that we are closer to Christ's return than any other group of people in history. I know that's a fact because we know it's closer now, but we feel that. And so I want to encourage you today, begin to lean into this. Be motivated to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be motivated by the relationships. Be motivated that... Uh, you aren't anything special, but your neighbors, your friends, your family need you. Well, we have to keep in mind we don't function like the world. We yeah. are not. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. It's this huge magnet. I love pieces from this First Thessalonians that you had said. You know, we don't belong to the night or to the darkness. So don't let us be like others yeah. who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. Uh, we don't get drunk like those who get drunk to the in the night we we are we belong to the day be sober we have to remember that that we belong to to god and we need to share him why don't we just pray for the courage to do that yeah lord i pray for my brothers and sisters right now i thank you for them and i pray that they'll recognize uh the people that you've placed in their life that they need to share with and i pray that they would uh be light in those places. Lord, I thank you that we aren't of the night. I thank you that you have called us, set us apart, made us holy, and that we are clean and pleasing to you by the blood of Jesus. And I pray right now that your anointing would come on all of us, Lord, that we would take our place in your kingdom as your as your priests, as your representatives, as your ambassadors, as ministers of, of your love and hope, Lord, that this week, we would see 
your good news come through us. God, I pray that as we gather for worship this weekend, that we will experience you together. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. Now is a great time for us just to stop and pray. You know, we've been thinking about God and His Word, but it's it's no good if we don't apply it. So let's take a moment and let's pray. Let's invite God into the situation. You know, when we pray, it's powerful. So let's pray that our society would reflect God's ways today. Lord, we come before you today on behalf of our, our society, on behalf of our culture. When we listen to the news or we just see the news feed on our phone or we listen to the just the, the brief news beats or, or check our social media feed, we don't always feel peace. Many times we're concerned. We're worried about our culture and the direction that it's headed. The scripture says that you looked for someone who would be willing to stand in the gap, and that's why we're here right now. God, we come before you in Jesus' name, and we're asking you on behalf of our our cities and our nation and our world that you would begin to move and that, God, that we would begin to see a turn toward you. We're praying for the church first, God. We know that if the church is unhealthy, that our culture will be unhealthy, that that we are like the thermostat. Not only do we gauge the temperature, but we have the ability to change the culture. You said that when Israel was, was far from you, when Israel was seeking other gods, when Israel was seeking her own way, that it brought damage to the nation and to all the people. So right now we pray for repentance in the church, Lord, the ways that we have wanted to please the world and be like the world and, and celebrate the gods of this world, to be entertained by this world. We repent. God, forgive us. We repent. We're praying that, that you will change our culture and our society, that, that we will celebrate the good news of Jesus Christ, God, that in our land we would celebrate that God created us, that we are built in your image, designed for you, and may the church be the salt and light that our society needs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for praying with me. You know, as a pastor, as, as your pastor, I want you to know one of the most powerful things you can do and I can do is pray together. And I'd like for you to begin to join me in prayer every day. And so we've created a free prayer guide, but you have to go to our website, yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and you can download the ebook. It's for you, but it's also to begin to grow in prayer. It's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Go to yournextstepnow.com and give us your email address and get your prayer guide today. This has been Your Next Step. 
a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step.